0: Whenever you feel like you can't keep the emotional monster inside of you from destroying your day, you should take a moment to repeat an affirmation or a quote that kind of beasts you back up and brings you back to why you're doing what you're doing in life. One of the ones that I often use is, my emotional fear is an illusion. Because if you think about it, we're all magic. Like You are a shiny hunk of magical meat strapped to a skeleton made of calcium and collagen and stardust and cosmic waves. You're raging through space on a giant rock at approximately 67,000 miles an hour around a giant ball of fire that is
1: 300,000 times the mass of the Earth. You can literally fit 1,300,000 Earths inside the sun. What the fuck? And the mother star is only one of
0: 100 billion stars stretching across the Milky Way galaxy alone. And there's 10 trillion other galaxies. It all forms a glorious blanket of infinity that we label the universe. Gravity wants you to feed from its villages of conformity. But you should always have a different plan. The creative gods have blessed you with a living imagination to manifest your dreams. So shed your hesitation. Board your rocket ship to serenity. Take a look within that space suit. There is a portal from your heart to the highest exploration of the self possible. As you blast through layers of space that hold other people's opinions and beliefs, launch your freedom fireballs at them. Watch the gremlin battleships burn and retreat. There are worlds of magnificence, wisdom, and purity that await you on the other side. Be brave and be bold in your quest because you are a soldier of impossible. Twinkle, twinkle, little space ape. Your emotional fear is a fucking illusion. I am Heath Armstrong, and this has Never stopped Peaking.
1: It's depressing like a dimple on your butt! Your schmuck friends piss their pants. Get up and dance, rocket ship that booty, take a chance for your freedom, make it milk that booby cause when the fear attacks it tries to crack what you're thinking. Fuck no, you'll never stop peeking.
0: Well hello. Sexy people, what is up? I am in the Philippines. Raging, we're getting ready to launch the Rage Create Kickstarter. If you go to RageCreate.com, you can check out all the goodies that you can get, and you can sign up to get the special early bird tiers when it launches for the sweet ass domination deck. If you haven't heard of it, it is
1: pretty, pretty, pretty cool,
0: and you should check it out immediately. So go check that out at RageCreate.com. Um, we're always sick of thinking and feeling overwhelmed because we, you know, basically it feels like you have to read multiple 500 page books and, and watch all of these ridiculous webinars and go to classes and things to be able to learn a skill set to create the life of our dreams. But in reality, it's really just about staying motivated in the moment. If you have a vision and you can make a decision in every moment in alignment with that vision, uh, you can work towards it. And for most of us, we just get our minds all clouded up by distractions. And so the sweet-ass domination deck is 62 cards that will help you remember in every moment um, of how magic it is in this world and all of the beautiful things you're working towards in a fun, unfiltered, hilarious way. So check those out. I've got Jason on today from Zero to Travel. Uh, he's obviously legendary. I did an episode on his show about a year ago today And I had him on the Artsy Now show a long, long time ago when I was first getting started. And he was the dude who called me in the hotel room and said, hey, man, I just felt like I needed to call you. Uh, What's up? And he was the one who helped me make the decision to shut down all these businesses that weren't working and to start doing Amazon stuff. And it was just a fascinating time for me. I'll never forget it. He has been such a godsend uh, as an inspiration, as a friend, as a mentor. And so I always love talking to him. So he's on today, and we talk about all sorts of stuff. We talk about the, the transition to traveling from the unknown and the power of the journey and, and the power of surrounding yourself with community. We get into free radicals. We get into intuition. Uh, we get into some funny, ridiculous stories that he has from travel, um, and it's a really, really good episode, so check it out. And before this starts... If you guys want to help out, remember, for every review that you all leave me on iTunes, I'm going to donate $2 to the HELP Foundation in Uganda. So please help the kids. All it takes is a couple seconds to leave a review, and I will do that on your behalf. If you ever have questions or comments for these shows, go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash voice. And to enter today's giveaway, which is a physical copy of the Sweet Ass Journal, uh, go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash giveaway, and you'll be entered to win... The giveaway for this episode and all future episodes, which is pretty tits McGee, if you ask me. Um, all the show notes heatharmstrong.com dot com. Click the podcast tab, and here we go.
2: <laughs> no, let me start at the very beginning.
0: Well, all you're, right, so what mean, are we talking you, about today, man? You have like, like the most I... professional setup ever, all the time.
2: I do. Oh, I mean you know what I mean. Like it looks lighting wise and yeah, this is really professional. Anyway. Um what are we what are we rage creating? What's the name of your new podcast again? This <laughs> is <laughs> never... gonna go in the intro? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> this is how we free ball, man. This is never stop Peaking.
2: Um Never stop, never stop peeking.
0: It's funny because, like the first, you know, my old show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, how I met you when I was inspired to to start podcasting and trying. Is this is this
2: the show? By the way, right sure, now? Yeah,
0: sure. When I when okay. I met you, <laughs> I, I introduced you before, anyways. But, this
2: is what I love about the podcasting format. Just like, is this the yeah, show?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's the show now. Okay, it's the show. I um, I met or. I obviously started listening to your podcast when I was just a wee little lad, um, trying to figure so, out. Try are you are you,
2: are you backhandedly <laughs> calling me old? Is that- listen. <laughs> hey,
0: i I remember back then, I used to have like, oh my god, there's people coming on my show. I have to do these particular things. I need to get research on the guests. I need to figure out a structure for the topics, and it becomes somewhat of a chore in the podcasting until you figure out how to automate certain aspects and. Um. Now I've just promised myself for this show that it was going to be just free roll conversations about interesting topics um, with people that I really like and respect and enjoy and not just like blindsided email connections that people say, hey, this person should come on your show or whatever and not not making it a chore at all. And so, yes, we will free roll this. But I did do one thing. I was like, I thought it would be funny to um, to go like. To try to to try to research you to see what kind of to see what kind of information popped up and I just wanted to say mm. that you were just getting dominated by some other Jason Moore on Google. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like a Hollywood director, right? Yeah, he's like yeah, he's like a Hollywood Mormon director or something. And we need to summon Travis's fanboy cri- tribe to. Uh, <laughs> to get into wikipedia and, and re rewire that whole that whole thing man we need to get your sexy mug up there instead of uh,
2: instead you of know, that guy i mean when i'm a hollywood director one day maybe i will get at the top of the what, google I rankings mean,
0: what, what does it take to become a hollywood director as far as like wikipedia shows we could put hollywood <laughs> director in your wikipedia nobody would know potentially
2: potentially i don't know um yeah, no, I hadn't thought about that. I, I knew I knew there was a Jason Moore out there. That's a a big a big director, but he's a yeah, beefcake. I mean, I guess he's a beefcake. I don't know. I I don't know what he looks like, but he's got a cool name. Mom, why couldn't I mean couldn't I be, Jason with a J? You need to a what what's your Norwegian name? You need to- <laughs> Maybe could have been it. Um, I don't know my Norwegian name. Most people are pronouncing it correctly, but. I get the odd, yes-on every now and again or something. <laughs> Yason, that's pretty sexy yes though. Yason, oh, thanks. That's how I introduce myself. Yason,
0: dude how how are things going, man? How's th- what something that's very fascinating to me about you is? Well, I have always looked up to you, obviously, but when when I started listening to the Zero to Travel Show, which is your podcast, um, you you were giving legitimate steps on how to create this type of freedom lifestyle this travel lifestyle and now i do have that location independent lifestyle and when i talk to other people about creating that it's always i don't know dude it seems like such a blur for me like how it all happened (laughs) and it's hard to explain like other than you know you set your vision and you work towards it every single day and you have to keep those core values like at your heart like if you start a project is it location independent if you're working mm-hmm. towards a job that you want to have instead of one you currently have like is it location independent i mean there's a million different ways to be location independent um but i i thought it was really cool that you that you always put out that information of like how to and i um i just wanted to say thanks first of all
2: <laughs> well but come on man <laughs> i you did so much like having gotten to know you and become friends over the last few years now, I guess um, seeing how much you've done in your own personal life to like make that goal for yourself happen. Like if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Heath's story, you should Google him. Cause he doesn't have a Hollywood director. That's going to be in front of him. So you can probably No, but I do have somebody
0: in front of me, Jason, <laughs> her name is Heather Armstrong.
2: Oh, Heather she, Armstrong.
0: She, she is, is, she wily is critter. <laughs> <laughs> she is some sort of famous celebrity blogger, yeah. video person.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we both and- have
0: blonde hair, so it's very I'm unmistakable. Like you could click either one and not really know what you're getting into.
2: So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could drop the ER then and make sure you search for <laughs> Heath. But um, no, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm always like, every time you say this, uh, these kind things to me, I always like blushing or like feeling. Just so grateful that, um, you know, you, you hope that some of the stuff you put out there hits whatever, ears, eyes, whatever, articles, podcasts, videos, um, and and can help people. Um, and, like, just hearing that some of that stuff helped you early on is is always makes me feel so good. And um, But, I mean, you did all the work, man. Like, you know, after getting to know you, hearing your story, like how much you had to do to make this happen and, like, how determined you are and like just how hard you went at it for how, like that. Cause that's the key, right? It's one of the keys. I was just talking about this the other day is that determination and persistence, right? Like just kind of like this sort of like attitude where you get a chip on your shoulder and you're like, no, I'm not ever going to give up until like I get to this thing. Yeah. And um, you sort of embody that and um, you, you have put in all the work to make this happen. So um, I look up to you, man. I also look up to you because uh, you're taller than me, because you're a pretty tall guy. So it's it's uh shockingly tall. When, when I was I, when in France, thirsty. it was
0: the first time I felt kind of normal, like just being yeah. pale as fuck. Oh. And are they tall. really tall there? Well, I mean, they're taller than Africa and Asia and South America and all the other places that I had been, you know. And it was I had never been to Europe before. That was my first time.
2: Okay, you should have made it up to Norway, where I live, man. That Dude, I will. Nice host you, you know there. this is a crazy year for me,
0: so I do. Um, we
2: we it'll it'll happen at some point.
0: Yeah, I mean it's every time I see any type of like sexiness pictures on Instagram or travel stories like Sweden and Norway and Switzerland and Austria, and I'm like, it, it just like calls to me so much. But
2: you, by the way, is uh is. Is, like, Snoop Dogg there right now? Or are you doing some kind of ritualistic thing? I see a lot of smoke pouring up from the background. <laughs> Actually,
0: I can only eat weed nowadays. There's no blunts in my life. Um, but, yeah, that's just incense. <laughs> <laughs> that I burn constantly.
2: He's incensing a riot. That's, like, a very <laughs> passive, peaceful demonstration. <laughs>
0: but you... <laughs> You, we talked about action, or you mentioned action earlier. Um, it's another thing that I try to point out to people is that it doesn't matter if you have a vision. If you don't work towards it, you're never going to get there. And yeah. there is a lot of shit that happens every single day. And I think for me, it's not just about creating that vision of like, hey, I'm going to be location independent. I mean, I, if you remember, I, I literally wrote down the same date every single day on a note card for over a year and why I was working towards being freedom, you know, having a freedom lifestyle by that date and what two things I would do that day to, to get to that point. Um, but there were several forks where it's like, you know, sometimes you write down what you're working towards and you end up realizing that it's not, it's, it may not be right anymore and you have to shift, um, your, your path. And for me, there's a lot of intuition involved, man. It's like, what feels right in this position? like what what feels like flow, what feels authentic to, to what I truly believe in and and not letting all of the other things in the world cloud what that in you know goal may be because no matter how many opportunities present themselves, like if you're working towards one thing in particular, there might be a lot of other things that are that are possible opportunities that could turn into good things that open up too and you have to be able to stay on the path that you, that you chose, um, in the beginning. Otherwise, you know, you could get derailed or, you know, end up doing something that isn't in the line with your core values. Uh, you, look, you, you started pulling towards, I feel like you started pulling towards intuition with your story at a younger age. Um, you felt compelled to travel early, even with figuring out what kind of jobs you could do that allowed you to travel. How much intuition was that? Um, was it something that you just <laughs> always knew or like i I'm very curious about this because the other guests that I've had on it's it's very repetitive dude like if you can master your intuition but also beware that it's not like some sort of procrastination um or resistance right. to not do something yeah. else it's it's pretty it's pretty uh, green light for for where you should head in life
2: yeah, uh well I agree with you on on intuition it's it's like the it's such a guiding force if you let it be, right? But adults, I would say, you know, like grown-ups. Yeah. I'm using an air quotes, tend to either like, I don't know, you, I guess you can fall into three camps. I haven't really thought about this, but you could be people that are like totally intuition forward, people that are somewhere in the middle where it's like. Oh, they're following it sometimes, but you get stuck in like societal things and other things going on. And then there's the people that think it's a bunch of hokey nonsense, probably right, and like, it's just say <laughs> practical and whatever. Um, but it's one of those things that is is real because ev- everybody knows it's real because we've all experienced it, right? Like everybody's had a bad feeling at some point, or like had a feeling, oh, like somebody's watching me or, you know, whatever (laughs) things happen in the world. And then it turns out to be true. Well, your intuition told you that, or like something's not right and and whatever. And like, that's really hard to listen to because our practical minds are like, you know, rationalizing things and putting things on lists and writing out pros and cons. And there's this element of intuition that like you, you can't verbal, like, I I feel like intuition is like a language that, cannot be verbalized you know like you try to put words to it but it's really its own force and the trick is tuning into that and not being discouraged if whatever you tuned into doesn't like materialize right away because it takes work and time sometimes or sometimes things happen fast but the main thing to focus on, i think is that it feels good you know um And when you have that and you're in line, like you said, then you feel like you're on the right path because it's not just like you're convincing yourself it's the right path, like you might have in other times in your life or I have or we all have, but because you're actually on the right path and it feels good. And like you said, in that moment, right? Like, because it can change and you evolve as a person, like when you go on these journeys, um other opportunities open up. Like you said, you might have to go into other directions and everything. You have to sort of keep following us. This is like a challenge for me as I'm I'm sure it is for you or or everybody listening. It's like, it's not always easy to tune in that intuition. And I ask people that a lot. Like, how do you, how do you know, you know, it's your, it's speaking to you and how do you tune into that? Um, And it's, yeah, it's kind of, um, it's an interesting question because there's so much to it. But again, trying to verbalize something like that is it's such a like a personal relationship i think everybody has with their own intuition and then us humans come in and try to like blah, we're going to try to explain <laughs> what that means and you can't freaking explain like a lot of no. things we want to explain everything but you can't so when you like mix that with work and your lifestyle and all this stuff it becomes i don't know it just becomes this interesting um Approach to life, I would say. It's almost um, like
0: a it's almost like a superpower that if you yeah. know how to use it, it can be extremely beneficial. You know, I had Jules Schroeder on episode yeah. two, and she had mentioned the time when you all met. And, you know, intuition has been a huge thing for her, obviously, after her, like, entity experience. Jared and Gaza, my first guest, huge thing for him, even at a young age, since he was, like, eight years old, getting intuition burst um from entities and things that are telling him to go to africa and do this great work and and i just i think sometimes it's overwhelmingly clear what your intuition is telling you and then other times it's like i have no idea and so one of the things that i usually do is i mean obviously <laughs> remember when i was in that hotel down in chattanooga and you called me randomly and it was very very weird like coincidence um and I didn't know what to do. I was like trying to create a podcasting business. I couldn't get it to work. I'd invested a lot of money that I didn't really, you know, it was like all this money I got from a bonus from work. I spent it to to create this this website for a podcasting service that just didn't feel right anymore. And you were kind of guiding me through that, like what feels right. And it was almost like if you if you flip a coin, you know, what if, first of all, what are the odds that you? <laughs> called me at that moment, which is, that's another thing entirely, <laughs> right. but universal right. signs. But I thought about like, if I flipped the coin that day, what would I want, you know, which side of the coin would I want it to land on? And it helped me clear up like what path to take. And had I taken the other path, I certainly wouldn't be here in this position right now. Um, and for me now, like what I do is if I really am lost with multiple options and I'm not sure, like I have my core values, you know, location independence and creating pro- products that actually help inspire people to do bigger things in their life. And I, like, if I, if I don't know which way to go to get towards that vision, if there's multiple opportunities, I'll, I close my eyes and I literally like meditate myself into feeling what those different options would be like if they were alive.
2: You, you know, actually like, give yourself space to tune in.
0: Yeah. You, you, I mean, I, I, I imagine, Hey, you know this is me doing this and this is how it feels and like, let myself be in that space for five to 10 minutes. And then I go to option B and there's one of them that feels way more like home, way more connected than the other ones. Every single time. If you just, if you just make the space to do it and it's pretty fascinating. Um, are there any things that you do when you when you're not so sure or you just
2: point your penis
0: and, and go in that direction? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that but uh <laughs> Um I think uh that's great advice what you just gave that whole idea of giving yourself space because that is probably you know it's it sounds like simple, right? Like, oh take five minutes, ten minutes and tune in. But like <laughs> it's so easy for to just kind of what is what is modern day society, at least Western society, all about right now? It's like, oh I have Three, like two, three minutes. Let me take out my phone and occupy my mind. Like you know, it's like you're constantly doing something. So to a- imagine being in the middle of a workflow and then just taking a step back and closing your eyes for five minutes to like feel something out, I think is great advice. Um, I wanted to answer your original question before first because you, you asked about when I started <laughs> out in travel jobs. Like I never even answered that really, and how much was I in tune? I I would say that there was a bit of accidental intuition there, and it was probably more of a consequence of just being younger. And I think, like, in that way, youth can have advantage where they're like, you just don't care as much. Like, even though you might have less money in the bank, like, or no money in the bank, you know, maybe you don't have a pot to piss in or whatever, but, like, when you're younger, you just kind of go with things oftentimes because it's just like you just don't know any better or you just, it's just something you do. And there's a lot of advantages to that. Um, Like professional wrestling. Yeah. Like professional wrestling, for example. Um, But uh, I, I certainly, I don't think I was like, I'm not going to say I was um, very, I, I was aware like that I wanted to travel and I made it a goal and then I wanted to do it. I don't know if I was self aware enough to, to be like, Hey, I'm following my intuition right now yeah like, no because uh, i
0: think... I, whew, I would have been like if i told somebody <laughs> that in like the middle of tennessee while i'm like pounding a handle of jim <laughs> Bean like guys i think i'm gonna quit drinking because i'm following my, I'm intuition. Following my <laughs> intuition and like i did have some of those conversations and and they never went <laughs> over well but fuck like look where i yeah am
2: well that's <laughs> a whole other them. thing right like then you got the <gasps> cultural context you're in and yeah. like the people that are you're surrounded by and all that type of stuff so when I started traveling, you know, I was like 24 at the time when I, no, Ooh, when I first a, went to Europe, just but a I was little 20, boy. yeah, I was 22 when I, I guess when I first, 21 or 22, 98, whatever, when I first hit the road um, and became nomadic, like I didn't know it was the beginning of a nomadic journey that I was going to be nomadic for a decade plus. I just, and plus like back in the late nineties, like not to date myself, but you couldn't like there weren't all these travel blogs and Instagram and all this things. I didn't know anybody that was like traveling full time until I went traveling full time and realized, Oh, like (laughs) there are a lot of people from around the world doing this. And then I became completely fascinated with it. So it was like, I had to actually go on the journey to open up that part of my mind. I couldn't like, I couldn't surf the internet really. And maybe I could have, but I just wasn't, it's a, that's, that's a different beast
0: man it makes it a completely it different animal and i when i think of nomadic then i think like oh you guys must all just like had the dirtiest grimiest like ass pubes and just giant cans of gold bond that you're carrying with you everywhere and love the gold bond. and you don't but, you can't um, even blog about it because you know it's just like a running into the moment type of thing and now it's i don't know you have like these <laughs> instagram accounts where it's just like Girls showing pictures of their buttholes on like an island and they have like three hundred thousand followers and they're like, I'm a digit
2: like hashtag digital nomad. Is this the genitalia podcast?
0: I mean that's just how like that's literally how the um obviously not every Instagram accounts like that but dude there's a giant business and I guess sex always sells right or greasy buttholes yeah
2: well I mean it, you know when we're talking about it it kind of adds another layer to um the travel experience right like when I think back at going into it like I didn't I didn't know that people were doing this full time I didn't know I would meet somebody in a hostel in France who was like his plan for the day was to walk down to the dock and like find somebody's boat to paint and then maybe get on a boat somewhere else. Like I never even knew that that was a thing you could do, you know, like, but now you can read about people doing that type of stuff online. And so you're a bit more, I guess, prepared and you, you know, I mean you can do research and and all this stuff and that's helpful in many ways because it prepares you, but in other ways, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not helpful or, or I, I hate to define it that way, but it's, well, I guess it is it, what it is. It just changes the, um, it can change the expectation, I guess. Well, it removes,
0: um, it removes the uncertainty more, you know, like I, suppose. I think a lot of the traveling beforehand, maybe when you were doing it, obviously you would know better than me, but you, you get there and you don't, you're not really sure what you're going to figure out until you get there. And now it's a lot easier to plan, um, because of things like the internet, what direction you're going to go. But I do run into people all the time. They're just floating, you know, like, I don't know where I'm going and they still do that. And it's yeah. cool.
2: Totally. Um, and you can still do that if you're researching online. Certainly. I'm not like, I'm not poo pooing the internet. I mean, like I'm always poo-poo. struggling with the technology and the internet thing and all that, because I was just having this conversation, like the whole smartphone revolution and how that impacts travel experience and our day-to-day experience and all that stuff. Um, we were chatting in our community about uh, this app that I just downloaded to try to get, you know, off the off the screen time a little bit in our community location indie. And, and I was Moment. just saying I was sharing I was sharing with everybody how, um, yeah, I just like it's not like I'm somebody that's on my phone all the time. But lately it was been enough where it start started to feel unhealthy. Right. So there's like a perfect example of intuition. Right. It's not like a quantitative thing where I'm like, hey, I have X number of times and this is how many minutes, you know, it's, it's more like, hey, like it might not be a lot to somebody else, but to me, it feels unhealthy. It's feeling like it's crossing into an unhealthy territory and I need to do something about it. So, I mean, there's a sort of real world example of like intuition and action. Okay. What am I going to do about it? Take a step back and figure out, okay, do I need a tool to help me solve this problem? What habits do I need to change? That's where this, uh, this little sweet ass journal helps. Um, (laughs) and, um, yeah, habits and, 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 and kind of taking a look at like morning routine and just like, you know, what you're doing day to day. And like, cause that adds up, you know, like if you don't take a step back and like shift, it's just so easy to like, kind of go through the motions and not pay attention. And then tools like that, that app, uh, moments uh, that I downloaded and and some other things can they can then provide like some support um, and and some you know data and stuff like that and this example tells you how many how many how much time you spend on your smartphone and how many times you pick it up each day or whatever but I always like, close
0: it out like by impulse and then it's like you shut this down earlier I'm like damn it
2: <laughs> I wish it would just but, like
0: stay up but
2: yeah but I mean it starts with. Awareness. That intuition, and then and then like then you can kind of bring in the support from either surrounding yourself, ideally surrounding yourself with people that are going to support you on your journey, and then other tools and and things that you need to learn. Those are all like the how tos, but you have to get to like the like you said, like you have to rewind, like have the vision and everything first, right? Like yeah, which I think like can turn. I, I was just doing some of this stuff today. Like I don't know how you feel about um the time you spend kind of like what 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 days do you do like long term planning like if you're going to be like deep work hey I'll, yeah like not even deep work but like like i did this today because i just felt like hey it's time to do this um where i'm taking like hey what do i want to do in the next 3 years or whatever and like sometimes that's like the new year but i'm talking about not like the obvious times like when do you like are you just all of a sudden inspired to change directions and like reassess some goals or like how do you do that
0: I yes I am I do get inspired but again I I have a pretty broad overall vision and so like I do it in 100 day spurts and I work toward you know I literally sign in and out every single morning and night on a chart on my wall and I read my affirmations in and out and Overall, like, my affirmations, they do change somewhat. I might pull one off and put something new on. Um, But when I go into, like, that overall planning and healing, uh, it is a very spur-of-the-moment thing. I cannot – I can't be the guy on January 1st. It's like, okay, it's finally time to, like, set this all up. Um, Mm. It's all the time for me, and it's how true am I to what I'm doing and where I want to be. and it's about building mind strength, right? How, how aware can I make myself around these topics and how can I prevent myself from being distracted into something else that isn't as important or isn't as much of a value to myself? Um, and cell phones, you know, the, some of the best work, I was thinking about this, some of the best work I've done, I mean, I created the Sweet Ass Journal in a two-week period where I shut my phone off completely. I told everybody I was shutting it off and if they needed something to contact Lindsay and I was in Walla Walla, Washington, and, Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, and there was nowhere for me to go except for the the college library, and I knew that there was good energy in, in, in any library that you go into. It's just this weird. I don't know. It's because maybe when you're kids, you're like at school, and then you get to go to the library, and it feels like you're learning something. I don't know. But whenever <laughs> I go into a library, still a public library, I, I'm I'm very much uh, able to channel whatever I need to get it into a project or some sort of creation, and that's what I did. And and I often feel the same way as you did, where you made that post on Location Indie. And for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is, like another thing that we can get into in a little bit is Jason is the founder of Location Indie, co-founder with Travis, who's Russell's boy, um, over at Epop. Extra pack of peanuts. Extra pack of peanuts. <laughs> Sorry. I really didn't even mean to say that. That's ridiculous. That was
2: a Freudian slip.
0: Um And so he made a post about how he was kind of feeling disgusted with himself with, <laughs> with um, <laughs> God, that's ridiculous. I'm actually going on a show later too. And I cannot bring that up. Live. He's I don't know if his audience would handle that well, but we,
2: your secret safe with me and everybody <laughs> listening all across the world.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So I, you made a post about how you felt sort of disgusted with, the awareness that you had around how much you were actually staring at your phone or using your phone or whatever it may be. And I was thinking at the exact same time that had been building up for me over time. Um, i had been thinking like, man, I really feel like it's time again to turn my phone off. And when I turn it off at night and I sleep, I feel like I sleep better, whether it's just because I know my phone's off or not like free radicals. How do you feel about like free radicals? And, we're surrounded by technology all the time so like if we're not taking certain supplements that kill free radicals or drinking a lot of matcha tea there's there's plenty of things you can do to counteract that but it's no joke that if you disconnect and you're in the woods and you're not using technology how much better at least it makes me feel and i'm guessing most other people too um it's just dude it's hard like it's kind of disgusting but it's a necessary evil sometimes, too. So I don't really know how to manage the technology thing that that
2: well. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned New Radicals. I really love that song. Free, ra- free Radicals. Free Radicals. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I, I, I got a little sidetracked there. Although I think there's a song called Free Radicals, too. I think it's <laughs> don't a Jack let White. Go.
2: You gotta get... <laughs> and he's kicking people's asses at the end. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whose ass does he kick in that song? (laughs) (laughs) You're in the minute, we'll kick your asses. Ah, Something like that, anyway.
0: You've got good range, man.
2: Uh, I don't know what to say to that, except no, I don't. (laughs) Um, no, man, it's, well, I'm glad that you shut your phone off and made that journal, because, um... It's awesome and it's life changing. And uh, you know, you sent it to me in the mail, and, which was really sweet. And you included some notes that you took, positives and negatives, and some oh, things dude. like,
0: yeah. What's that course? What I was trying to think of that before the show today. Um, you still have, have I was
2: giving away a free audio course yeah. on zero to travel, just called "How to Quit Your Job and Travel the World." But it's it very just,
0: simple steps that you can take that are actionable that I took and that's that piece of paper.
2: Yeah, okay. That's what this is from. That's, yeah, because you had you sent this to me like showing me if you want to download you can put the link in at zero to slash quit. Yeah, I will. It's still up and it's it's free. You just put in an email and I send you the course like So email, what what I'm, that
0: is, I don't know if I ever explained what that exactly was, uh, but what is it? ZeroTotravel.com slash quit. Okay, there was a section of that where you were talking about it's something to do with uh, creating income or eliminating distractions. Like, what can you get rid of that brings in money to help you travel or something? And you had us create that chart, and so that's what that chart was. I was like writing out um, whether it was in that course or one of the other things through your podcast. Like, I was writing down things I could like make opportunities of, like making extra money, and things I could get rid of, and. I had that frontosa on there. does that have a frontosa on it? See frontosa. That's a that's yeah, a fish. Yeah, big
2: frontosa. That's uh, a <laughs> that's a uh,
0: cichlid, dude. I had I had like five fish tanks when I started.
2: Four twenty. I don't know if you were partying that day, but uh, um, yeah, sell big frontosa. Uh, sell
0: four twenty two thousand what fourteen?
2: I'm not sure the year's not on here. Um, um, Fifteen. But yeah, so that's um. These things are, you know, this is kind of goes back to like what we talked about where, or my question to you was like, when do you do these types of things? Like when do you sit down and make like a positive, like, hey, I'm going to set my, um, I'm going to look at like what might be some negative thoughts I'm having right now and how I can turn them into like positive thoughts. What negative habits do I have right now? Like it's, it's like, to me, it, it it's like a, it's, I do it at certain times when everybody does it like, well, thankfully we do it in our community like each month. So it gives me a chance to reassess on these accountability calls we do. Um, but before we started,
0: is LA open right now? Do you guys have the doors open?
2: Uh, next week it'll be, I'm not sure when you're publishing this, but it'll, it'll be open. Oh, this
0: will be out within two weeks. So,
2: okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll be open April 10th. Locationindy.com.
0: You guys also, they also have a podcast out called location Indy. Um, Obviously, Jason's normal podcast is Zero to Travel. Travis's is, is Extra Pack of Peanuts, not to be confused with penis. Although, that could be a killer killer show, too, that we could probably talk him into.
2: <laughs> I'm sure he's going to get right on publishing. Um, you can do the artwork for that podcast, too.
0: But this this community, I just want to say this real quick while we're on the topic. I joined this when they first launched it, and it was uh, beginning of 2016, it's
2: 2015. Uh, 2000. Let's see, dude, it was when yeah, I, I had not even 2016. like 2016.
0: Yeah, I, so I I had just started trying. Are you sure it was 2016 and not 15?
2: I'm not sure now, but I think it was oh, 2016. You're probably 2016. 16, yeah, I I'm just terrible started. with years. Like this is yeah, this is how it goes. But uh, we did. I was not location pit. independent yet. I know <laughs> that we did the paradise pack and then we did it again and then we realized oh crap like there's nobody where there's nowhere to go where people can get like around other people doing this location independent yeah. thing in the way that we wanted because you, like you need to have supportive people around you whether you join an online community or you find like a little crew a crew that you can meet up with in person like in the hometown you live in like the problem is a lot of people it's like such a small, like right now, at least I feel like it's, it's not like most people are just doing their thing and they're not like going for this location independent or full-time travel thing. So it's really hard to find other people doing it. Right. So if you can find those people wherever you can find them, whether it's like meetup.com or an online community or whatever, like get around those people because, or this is like for anything you want to do, right? Heath, like you, you have to get around other people doing it because they're the ones that are going to like not only teach you new things, but you exchange information and you get the support and the encouragement. And there's like this, there's this like underlying energy. It's that like From rising tide, man. Yeah. A it's, rising tide lifts all boats. So it's like you come up together and
0: it's amazing. It just happens.
2: It Looking happens. at when like, we
0: first joined that to like, I remember posting like, Hey, Hey, what do you guys think about this like picture? It was like an elephant with butterfly ears. And I was like, I'm trying to think if I want to make this fucking awesome journal, which is what I was calling it. I think the original version was journal for daily awakening. And then it was freedom journal. And John Lee Dumas ripped that one. And I was like, damn. And then it was like the fucking awesome journal. And then I was on a plane and my intuition was like, this just doesn't feel right anymore. And I was like, it has to be something that just works. And then Sweet Ass Journal came to me, and I was like, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like, you know, there were a few people in there at that time, and you guys have over 300 members now. But you know, you <laughs> and Travis were the only two people that I n- even knew who were involved with Location India at that time, right? So when I'm joining this community, I don't know who else is going to be in there. But now, no. Cliff is my full time bookkeeper and a great friend of mine. He's traveling the world. I mean, we watched him sell. His house, and him and his wife are full time location independent. Lily yep. is she does all my editing stuff. Um, Tiff, who works part time with your staff, and she's got a baby now, beautiful little baby. Yeah, and it was cool to see her like reading the sweet ass domination deck cards while she's like trying mm-hmm. to have a baby in her house there's pictures of it yeah. it was so weird um she mm-hmm. has done some remarkable things in the belly dancing industry and she's a master of mm-hmm. I just like watching all of these people with with the mastermind that I built with with Ray and um jC and and everybody that's involved watching them from where they were when I first met them to now like that boat is—I mean—it's going up in all directions, yeah. and it's so fascinating. It never stops pumping me up. So, it's such a cool thing. It's crazy, Powered man. Community. I
2: mean, well, yeah, it's huge. Thanks, thank you too. I mean, like there was—it was a small group of people in the beginning, and everything starts that way. But, um, you know, like if you can't—if you don't want to join an online community, or you or you can't find your peeps, like. Then start something and and find and it's a good way to find them. You know,
0: one of the Um, yeah one of the main things that I tell people that certain certain things that you have to do when you're trying to create the life that feels right for you, your higher purpose is a couple like one of them is stay true to yourself and what you believe in, right? But another big one is connect. Like you have to network, you have to meet people that are in alignment with your visions and your dreams because you need that support, no matter how. Introvert, you may be because I am like in public. You guys, I'm not talking to anybody, despite the energy you may feel through like me hiding in my bathtub, speaking through like a microphone on a podcast. I didn't know
2: that because you're so easy to talk to. I, with,
0: I never even, dude. I'm extreme. Like, I can't. Lindsay asked me to go out to dinner with strangers, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, oh, uh, really? Yeah, I get anxiety. I don't. I'm just an introvert, but I just like to be quiet by myself.
2: As I was as always very shy. End. As he fires up another incense, <laughs>
0: um, but like <laughs> calming techniques, the power of community is is insane. And whether that be you guys rising together on an online community, or going to local media meetups, or like when I was in Nicaragua doing a seventy-five person breathwork ceremony, like that power together is so much greater than just me doing a breathwork thing by myself. And that's something that's been wired for all of life, for all of creation. Like we all thrive in community i mean it's just part of how we're wired
2: yeah yeah and thankfully we've gotten to get together in person through the community as well You sexy we've got beast. more more stuff coming up actually which i haven't revealed in the community yet Ooh. but um that, that's very exciting tell so me that's going to that's more. that's going to be just a community members thing but um oh. we're going to do, do an in person gathering um oh gosh so yeah, I, I
0: just i just i don't think i can come i think i've heard rumors of these dates and you guys are you guys are clashing with my no wedding. no things
2: are well, we'll oh they change a little bit but anyway so um yeah but i mean of course the intention there is to get together offline as well um and that's important too so yeah i mean i can't say enough about just community as a as a whole as a, as a it seems like such ugh, it's like, like, as a strategy to help you succeed. It's like, <laughs> that's such BS. Like, you know, it is all about community, like where you live, who you interact with all of that. I mean, that's stuff affects your daily life. So like, unless you're spending all of your time online, um, every, all of your other time is spent, with your family and in your community, right? Like you go to the store and you get some groceries. That's your community, right? But like who are you interacting with on a daily basis and are they uh, the kind of people that are going to support your vision? Makes
0: all the difference in the world, man. All the difference in the world. Like
2: you go in like a – or the right – like finding the right group of peeps is like they're not going to look at you like you're batshit crazy, right, because you – have this big dream or whatever they're going to be like oh that's awesome here's what i want to do and it's like you know unfortunately that's not like the reaction everywhere you go and like for i am lucky like my my mom has always been supportive of, of my travels um actually both my parents i would say like my dad has had his comments of like uh you know, when are you going to, like after being on the road for like years, like when are you going to find a real job or whatever? I'm like, this is a real job. <laughs> I'm a touring professional, but um, you know, like when you're living an alternative lifestyle, but not everybody has supportive parents or supportive friends and all that kind of thing. Um, so you got to get that support.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It really is tough. Um, it is coming out of areas that are just not in alignment with that kind of thing.
2: Right. Um, Like you said, the cultural context is another thing. Like you mentioned floating, you were joking around, like floating down the river on a raft, drinking Jim Beam or whatever, you know. (laughs) That's what I did every day.
0: Like everybody that was there around me that I had to cut ties with. And no matter how much you get laughed at. Right. And no matter how crazy people think you are, no matter if your boss is like, there's no way in hell. You know the, that you can make money doing this. Every entrepreneur ends up failing and going back and getting another job. Just just take the easy way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that yeah. it's just easy. Like he, everyone gets a big dream in their life that thinks they're going to make something special or create a business, and it just doesn't happen.
2: But and it does because like, <laughs> people do it all the time. <laughs>
0: I'm like, well, look. Every single company in this world, every single project, every single book, every single play, every single. Hollywood movie directed by Jason Moore has you know it was it was created by somebody who did something that somebody else probably told him they couldn't do right so it's just
2: if if you somehow skipped ahead and just tuned in that is the other Jason Moore who made the Hollywood <laughs> movie not me um no, that's totally true. I think about that a lot, and I actually like going back to determination, one thing I always try to remind myself you know and persistence and all that type of stuff is um. I call it like a, the dwindling competition theory. Like it's just a theory I made up, but I mean, <laughs> you know, at least the, the, I, the, I didn't make up the theory. I don't think, well, I'm sure everybody's had this, or other people have had this idea, but I I made up the name for it. Right. But it's like, if you think about like most faint, like some bands or something, for example, get really lucky and they just like hit or whatever, but more often than not, they've been doing it for like years and years and years and they're committed to doing it. Right. So like they just keep going and going and going. And the longer you keep going, the higher your chance to succeed increases because people drop off because they can't handle it. Like they they either default to like a regular thing. There are so many things that can happen, right? That can like take people off the course of their dreams, right? So if you're like in a band, you dream of being a world famous band. It doesn't mean you are guaranteed to become a famous, you know, world famous band if you never quit. But it to me, it does mean even if you can't get to that level, you'll probably end up doing something in the music world that will like make you happy because you're still going to be around something you love, right? And it might take a lot of time to figure that out or whatever. But as you go along, like it's just more and more people drop off for various reasons and you have less competition. So like if you start a blog now and you're like, there's like a million blogs or whatever, I have to start a blog, but it's so crowded. Yeah, well, you have to start. And, and it might not happen right away, but if you like, and a lot of people will start the same day as you, but like a high percentage of them will quit after, yeah. you see it all the time. Go look at podcast feeds. I get like, <laughs> I have a podcast directory. And I get these emails like, Hey, can you add my show to the directory? And I started putting like a episode limit on it because like people will do 10 podcasts and then it's a lot of work. So they will just stop doing it. Yeah, they quit. Um, I've been doing it for almost five years now. I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, not about four and a half years I've been doing it. Um, it'll be by the end of this year, it'll be five years. So, like, you know, I'm lucky that I have that, uh, you know, high rankings for travel, podcasts, and different things like that. But you're not, but I've been doing it for five years. Yeah, you're not so. lucky. <laughs> the, the
0: luck, like, you know, the persistent lion eats the lucky duck every time. You're not, people think, oh, you're just, you're lucky, but really you go at it for so long that you give yourself the opportunity to be lucky, right? You put yourself in the path of good luck. You increase
2: your chances because of dwindling competition. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) It's an amazing concept that, I mean, it's people, it's easy to say that, oh, you just got lucky and like your blog blew up or your podcast blew up or you created a business. But like people say, oh, you're lucky that you met Jason Berwick who taught you how to do Amazon. Like, yeah, but had I not messaged him on Twitter, had I not yeah, been out there, finding right. all these people doing amazing things and trying to interview them, that would have never happened anyways. And it that goes back started to the with phone. your intention
2: and your vision, right? right? Like it's that's always working setting, towards it, setting your core values and your intention. That's key. That's so key. Cause that,
0: and it goes back to like to, distraction, like,
2: right? Like yeah. if you're,
0: if you're, if your face is shoved in your phone and you have your fingers, I'm not going to go there, but if your face is shoved in your phone, and you're walking on the street how many how many opportunities do you miss i mean you could you could miss the love of your life right
2: well dude, we miss mean, we miss opportunities all the time this isn't not like
3: a, the universe for a listener. Them like we're not darts. like
2: pre- i mean this is like we all this is being human right so like i love to have these conversations not because oh i think i do it all right all the time i love to have it cuz it reminds me to do it right you know yeah. like when i do it right it feels good and i know it works but I don't, I can't do it right all the time. And I love like chatting with you and like being around other people that are into this stuff because it just, you know, it's like every day, like, you know, like you go on a hike and like, if you take a little bit in the wrong direction, like after five miles or after like three miles, it might not be a big deal. But after like 50 miles, you might be way off course. Right. Yeah. So like you need to have like those sort of corrections daily. That's what good daily habits do. Right. But, um, yeah, like it's just, it's helpful to like hear these things. dude. What's and, something
0: and that you do? That's really weird. Like what's, do you have any like weird oh, habits man. that you don't so think many other weird people habits, do, man? So it's many very weird fascinating habits. to me. Cause I'm always looking to implement new things, but I'm very obsessed with strengthening the mind. And I feel like if your mind is strong, you can overcome almost anything when you're working towards your vision. And I was just thought I'd ask you that. Cause you look like what, a weird so, dude, you know,
2: <laughs> what's something weird that I do. <laughs> Um, That's such a great question because, by the way, isn't that the ultimate compliment when you have somebody in your podcast and they're like, oh, that's a great question. You're like, yes. <laughs> what? I asked a great question. Or also, you might
0: just be buying yourself
2: time. Which I'm doing right now. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, humans are weird, right? Like, yeah. if you're not weird, like, you might, even if you don't think you're weird, you're weird. Dude, you're weird. I right? uh, I'm weird. Like, we're all weird. Um Man. I don't know. What is – what's weird? What somebody's – I mean, is it weird today? I cut, what, a, I cut up – I cut up – I'll tell you what I did t- today. I don't know if any of it's weird because I was in one of those, like, visioning modes. So I got up and um, I took my daughter to – Oh, the little Daycare baby a a thing which was sweet. Um so we had a nice walk. I I always pretend that ducks are talking to her. So <laughs> I stand there and say row, row, hi Ellie." Row, <laughs> row, row, row. So that's kind of weird. I'm just talking to myself in duck voice to her. And everybody's looking at me cuz I live in Norway and I'm talking to her in English and I'm quacking <laughs> like a duck. So maybe that's weird. I don't I don't know, maybe that's strange. And then um let's see I came back and uh I tried to go to the gym uh and i i forgot to pay my bill there so i brought <laughs> my credit card this time which i didn't last time i had to talk them into letting me in and the gym door was closed it was like nine 10. i'm like they don't open till 10 like you could get in if you had the key but my key didn't work because i didn't pay my bill so uh <laughs> so i stood at the gym door and just went fuck <laughs> and then uh and then i came home i said oh well I'll go home and I'll do my shoulder extra because I, I dislocated my shoulder about seven weeks ago. That's another story. So, um, so I was like, I'll, I'll come home and, and do that. So I did that. <laughs> Is any of this weird so far? I don't know. <laughs> it's um, a day in the life. I, I started thinking about like basically how how I can like do better with my time over the next weeks um, and months and years um, I'm reading that book, The One Thing. Have you ever read that?
0: Yes, I think so. Wait, who, who wrote it?
2: Gary Keller. Is it a maybe? white
0: cover? Yeah,
2: I'm not sure. That sounds He's got a great great question in there. It says, "What's the one thing I can do? Insert time today, this week, month, whatever, such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary." And then a follow-up question to that is until my one thing – or a follow-up statement that he r- recommended hanging up somewhere is until my one thing is done, everything else is a distraction. Um, and then I had a bunch of goals. So I, I took a pe- piece of sketch paper out, and I took scissors out, and I cut it up into three sections. And I'm going to show Heath now. Mm-hmm. And I hung I hung those up. Uh, maybe you can't see because my lighting sucks. But I I wrote those things d- uh, down, and I hung them up on my wall. Um, and, uh, and I, I came up with like a three year intention to be, to have complete financial freedom for myself and my family. And, um, yeah, I'm not making this up. I did do all this today. I I don't know. I just got inspired to do it. This is why this is like right. Intuition, baby. Yeah, and then yeah, I, um, maybe, maybe like you subconsciously, wall over there I guess too. I knew I was jumping on with you. Maybe it happened subconsciously. I don't know. So, yeah, I put those two statement questions statement up, and then I wrote out my sort of shorthand for my three-year goal, and I put it all up on my desk, and I and then I um made some uh, – oh, I did a little meditation, but totally could not like clear my mind. Kept coming up with ideas. Wrote down some systems ideas for my business, and then I made some eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you one other thing that happened. This is weird. Um, I went to the store after the gym incident. You know, when I was standing at the door and I yelled yeah. fuck to myself because it was closed. And uh, I went and bought a pastry because they were fresh. And I talked to a, a stranger who was wearing a Philadelphia Eagles hat. Oh, in no way. <laughs> and I was like, dude, are you an Eagles fan? And he said he was then he was wearing a Philadelphia Eagles sweatshirt. And I was like, hey, maybe we should connect on Facebook because uh, I'm looking for some other fans to watch the game with, which he gave me kind of a funny look like because nobody <laughs> talks to people like that and then starts connecting with strangers. Um, and then I took his phone and I typed my name in and he had a Philadelphia Eagles keyboard on his phone and then he was wearing a Philadelphia Eagles. Keyboard, and I was like, "Jeez, this is a lot of Eagles going on here. I'm a fan. But uh. anyway, so we're, uh, we're connected on Facebook now. So anyway, is any of that weird? Well, you you took his
0: phone, so this is like a violent grab. Like, here, give me, give me that. No, 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 no. no, he offered it to me. He
2: offered it to me, and I typed my name in into the fa- into the Facebook. Well, you better watch out what kind
0: of selfies you're gonna start getting from that guy.
2: Yeah, I
0: know. It could be like so, the spread I- eagle, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude. I don't know if any of that's weird, but whatever.
0: I want to, just for listeners, because I think this is important, and obviously I don't get to talk to too many people who have been in conversation with others about how to create a freedom lifestyle. Um, If somebody wants to get away from a... Maybe, obviously there's so many different situations, but let's Mm -hmm. say for this example, like they have a traditional job. They have a vision of being able to maybe turn that job into something they can do while traveling or create a side business that allows them to travel. Um, but there's all these different things that come into play. Like obviously all of your belongings and minimizing and and trying to create that. Do you have any sort of like, and this doesn't need to be a long answer type of thing, but like checklist information as far as like the types of things that you have to do to get to that point.
2: Well, I'm working on a journal myself. I know you. I uh, was inspired by you, and uh, that's that is you know where some of those are actually most of those um, those uh, ideas are going to go into. But um, but just to tell you off the bat, like I don't have like a template for it right now, but I think. A lot of it starts with you know mindset and habits, basically, and that's where like your sweet ass journal comes in. Honestly, like it just it's just what what those types of journals can do is bring an awareness to your daily habits and if they're supporting your goals, right? Um, I think the first thing I would tell anybody that's either like doing something and trying to reinvent like a whole new career, or is working towards like a goal, or maybe they've there there's actually two things I want to talk about with you, Heath. One is the mindsets. And then there's a second thing I'll get to in a minute. But like, I think one of the most important mindsets you can have is like the gratitude abundance mindset. Right. It's like, because I've, I, I can speak from experience cause I've done this in the past and I floundered around a lot before I actually like got anything done because it's all, the whole conversation ends up in your head. And before you get started, you're finished. Right. Um, and you know, getting, a lot of feedback from different people and just talking to a lot of people over many years about like things they wanted to do. And like some of them having like a defeatist attitude, right. Where it's like, if you're listening to this podcast or you were like, um, uh, you live in the Western world or you like, you have a home or I like you're already like the majority of the world lives on like one to $2 a day. Right. So we're like, obviously completely, it's like you said, every situation like you, yeah, you can't like, this is there's just like that's something you can't know unless you live it and so like if you're not a part of that that whole part of the world then you're already like you've won the lottery basically at birth yeah. right like it, it, so like <laughs> coming from that perspective i don't know like how... you know it, it's an abundant world and um, if you're already that you've, you've already, like I said, won the lottery if you've done that. So then it's a matter of like, okay, well, appreciating what you have and then just, you know, being abundant and, and having that mindset in terms of like, all right, well, what's possible instead of saying, you know, making excuses or saying, well, I can't do it because I have kids or I need my health insurance or, um, this isn't practical for me or whatever. When there's like a million examples you can find online of people that have done it with your exact same situation. Um, You know, it becomes an exercise in like, okay, basically overcoming your mind. And like, this isn't for everybody, of course. If somebody's in certain situations where they just can't do something right now, I get it. But like, there's still probably another way to look at it. Maybe not to get it done right away, but maybe there's another way to think about it. And how you think is um, probably the most important skill I think one can develop, right? Like thinking about how you think, like having an, an awareness of your thought process Um, and making sure that's in line with your visions and your goals. And and before that, taking time to set your visions, right? Like having the intention, having, uh, the vision in the first place. And like, you have to have a direction in order to know where you're going. Right. So, um, I think paralysis by analysis can defeat a lot of people too. So you just have to like use your intuition and pick a pick, set an intention and, and write it down in the present, uh, tense and, just start working towards it, you know? And that's not an easy thing. Um, Yeah. It doesn't
0: have to be the same for everybody either. Like when you think location independence for some people, that means constant travel for, it doesn't even mean that for me, like I don't want to constantly be on the road because I have dogs and I have a fiance who can't travel as much. And I like to go places for about a month and then come back and reset and get some things done and hustle and then go back out again. And I find my productivity between the two are like, you know, it's a, it's a balance that I had to figure out. Um, but for some people, like it, it, maybe you have never even had a vacation in your life. Like you can do these things like by setting a vision and working towards just creating that first vacation, right. Or just, just creating that right first, um, uh, side honeypot of income that you can use to do first something. some page
2: on your website. Right. First, it, like it, first, it, it's the first your book, thing, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah. first paragraph it,
2: yeah. of the book you want to write, whatever,
0: yeah. And
2: that's so true. A small step is huge and makes something real. And, and when you look key. back,
0: you're like, "Whoa, all those things well, are like connected dots every time." Here's
2: your here's the thing I wanted to talk about, the other thing because like this is the thing I'm really fascinated with right now and this is like a like a a way of approaching this whole thing that to me kind of makes it all a lot less overwhelming and even exciting. Because when you look at like a big goal or a vision, it can be super intimidating and that's why it's hard to get started because you can talk yourself out of it because it's so far and they're like, all yeah. right, well how am I gonna, this is gonna take like uh, so much time and, and, and like effort, like it's just too much, right? But taking those baby steps and doing a little bit to get started right away, like you said, I think is a huge tip because just making it real, just booking a hotel reservation on a trip you're gonna take a year from now, or um, writing like the first three sentences of your book or whatever, like making reels huge. But in the grand scope, I'm I'm really fascinated with this idea of the journey before the journey. So like for travel, it's this transition to travel. Like all the stuff you did to be location independent, leading up to that. You know, having to get rid of stuff and like sell things and minimize and sell your house and you know working with your mind and figuring out like new mindsets and new ways of thinking about things and all these things, right? It's like more valuable than the actual destination you're going in many ways. Right. So if you think about it like anchor, yeah, right. Like, so like, I think like the Western mind can get so focused on the goal and then we're like, Oh, we got to get there. And we're like getting to this goal. And it's like, then when we get there, we're going to have other goals. That's the problem. Right. But when you look at like, you will accomplish your goal at some point. So when you look at like a big chunk of time like that it takes to get to that where you're like, because you had a day, you're like, holy crap, I did it. I quit my job. I have, I'm location independent. This is insane. But then there's more stuff you want. It's like life goes on, right? Oh, yeah. But if you're just starting out and if it's overwhelming, which it is for all of us, you think about the value of the journey before the journey and how much you're going to learn on on that part of it, right? So like for my example, like in the journal, reading leading up to a big trip, Yes, the trip could be life-changing and you could go on a long-term trip or, or go nomadic and you're going to learn so much from that, but you're also going to learn a ton just from getting ready to go on that. You know what I mean? Because you have to make, just because you're making the one decision to go travel for a year or whatever, now you have to make all these other important life decisions to get to that point to where you're getting on the plane and going, right? Yeah. You're like, what am I going to do with my house? Am I going to quit my job? What am I going to do with my career? Like... It's like forcing you to like face all of these different things and get you out of your daily thing. And if that's something that you want to do, it's like it's like a big slap in the face and a big wake up. And then and then that that it's almost like
0: a rebirth.
2: Yeah, I mean there's so much value in that journey. I think it just gets overlooked because we look at like the end goal, right? And we forget about the process of of like getting there. Yeah,
0: right? I think when you look at your end goal, you forget you don't think about the process, but when you're in the position to where you look at your vision board and you realize something's manifest reflecting and going back, it's a different story. You're like, Whoa, you really do start paying respect to all those little things along the way. And it is those anchors. Like it's the habits and the ability to be able to strengthen your mind through all of these little things that you have to deal with along the way that make all the difference. And you, you never again take something for granted. You know what I mean? Like you don't take one, even one day, dude, if I dick off for an entire day and I'm like, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go have some craft beers or something. Like I feel, I feel like I've just put like six days, cut six days off of, of what I'm working towards. Like it throws me back that much because I know the importance of those moments and what I should be doing to get to where I want to be. And I just think for people that have never, created a vision and actually seen something on it manifest. If you dedicate yourself to do one or two things per day, like what's the one thing that you can do that day to move towards it. When you get to the point to where that thing manifests for the first time, even if it's just one segment of your overall journey, which is why I work in 100 day pieces as, as opposed to setting, you know, I have a three year vision, right? But I don't pay that much attention to it other than just keeping it in alignment of my core values. Like are these segments I'm working towards this 100 days, are they in alignment with those values? Yes. Okay, so what can I do today to get towards that 100-day vision, which is not nearly as big as the long-term goal? And when you get there at even 50 days and you see something manifest, you're like, oh, my God, now I have a rough draft for a book, right? Or, wow, I just sold an entire room of my house off and cleared it up and like that feels so freeing more freeing than anything I've done collecting stuff my whole life. And it's just those little wins that build up to be like the most magnificent things ever that keep us keep us steamrolling.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's so huge to like, that's why it's so key to write things down to write, write shit down, right? Uh, Like a, because I'm shocked at like how the things I write down actually come true, you know? Like, I remember for a long time I wrote, um, I had this goal, like by my bed, I just wrote $40,000 in a month. And I had like, I wanted to make $40,000 in one month because I knew if I could do it once I would be able to do it, um, again. But I was like, that's such a reach. Like, how am I going to ever do that? And then like, eventually it did happen. And I'm not, I'm not sharing that to be like, oh, you know, that I'm so awesome or whatever. But it was like, the intention was there. And just it, the power of writing it like down was I'm not it's not one of those like hey write it down it'll come true because like, I obviously put the work in and everything, um, but like I couldn't believe that right like it was like because it was like a great example of a goal that I thought like what this is like this is like how is this ever gonna happen you know, um. So something like that is is huge. I mean just writing it down and then writing it down gets you aware of it, right? Cuz then you're yeah, like it
0: rewires your brain to okay, you subconsciously like is, start making decisions that fall in alignment with that goal. And that's true. That's Yeah, I hadn't how, even thought about this. That's why it works. Yeah. Cuz you're like you're even if you say it out loud, you're writing it down does one thing, but I I'll write it down and then like I have a list of those types of things, and they're next to my check-in check-out board. I do it every morning and night. Yeah. But I read them out loud because there's something to hearing the power of your own voice as well. Oh, the little one!
2: Yeah, let's see her. Mid interview, I have to. Oh,
0: she's getting so big. <laughs> I have Hello. to say
2: hi to this little gal. Hello. Right home. Hello.
1: <laughs> oh man, she's Dude. rocking the Colorado tee. I. You can see that.
0: You just make me want to have a little, a little girl like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> She's so adorable. Yeah, that thing sweet. Thanks. The Colorado she tea. is
2: very adorable and very sweet. That is true. Those, but both true statements.
0: Has she been to the U.S. yet?
2: Yes, she has been to the United States when, when, uh, when she was four months old. We took her, which um, wasn't too bad. But uh, thinking about flying with her again soon somewhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: That'll be interesting. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. interviewed people that have traveled with kids and stuff, so you're prepped, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a little experience with it now, but um, not nearly as much as the people I've interviewed. But like, that's another example of like just hearing their stories and being like, oh, that's way less intimidating now because yeah. I've actually gotten around other people that are doing that. and yeah, seeing like carting like,
0: oh, bikes, full families, dogs, everything you can imagine <laughs> around the world. Bike, you right. know, Boats, walking, running, whatever it is. You've had some pretty fascinating interviews on your show.
2: What, are Ellie? You- do you want to? Do you want to bike down the west coast of America one day? What's that? <laughs> you do? Talking to this microphone. We can't hear you. Don't eat it. <laughs> she tried to eat it. All right. I'm gonna set her down. Oh. Go ahead. I can. I'm listening.
0: I was just gonna ask you what. This is something that I don't know if this is easy. If this is an easy thing to answer or not, but how has a lifetime of travel affected your pursuit of like goals in life? Um, what have you learned the most from traveling? I guess that's an easier way to
2: put it. Oh man,
0: why? Why do you think it's so important? Should known people, you were going to
2: drop that bomb on me. I, I'm. It's it's just so
0: you know. It's different for everybody. And I feel like as I obviously haven't traveled near as much as you, but I learn so much every time and it's very humbling every single time. And then yeah. it, it really helps me point out what's important in life mm-hmm. um, just by being around other cultures and things. And I'm, you've done a lot more travel than me and I'm just wondering what are some of the things that you've really pulled away from it as far as you know lifetime healing goes?
2: This is one of those questions that like, I would probably answer it diff- like somewhat differently almost every day. Um, one thing I've been thinking about, like, because that's that's the impact that travel has. It's not like, oh, you can look back and you can pick one thing because it impacts your life daily in so many ways. Like like you mentioned, I mean, first there's what we were talking about before, like how a lot of the world is unfortunately in poverty and not as privileged as, um, as we are. So... Um, from a visceral level, just seeing that in person, like you can, you can see videos and things like that, but that's not the same as seeing that in person and, and being like, whoa, this is, this is really, wow. Like I yeah, am so fortunate so to have the things I have. It's, it's just that stays with you forever, of course. So like if you want, you know, you can practice gratitude without traveling, but with traveling, it becomes, it goes up to a, a, a level. It's not like, oh, travelers have more gratitude or whatever. I'm not saying that, but there's a certain thing that you get that you obviously can't get that unless you go and see it and exp- have that experience. So, and that'll affect everybody differently. Um, and then I think travel is important because, especially, let's take like technology right now, right? Like, uh, a lot of people are in these dangerous echo chambers that is social media where you're just in this feedback loop of like all the things that you like because an algorithm is just showing you the crap that you agree with, right? Which is nice and fun and you can read articles and get new insights and everything like that. But you're also not being exposed to like a good portion of the rest of the world and the people in it. So when you talk about getting to know the world and people and cultures, like obviously tra- in traveling, you come across all types of people and situations and you get to learn about different ways of living, you know, and, and that there are a lot of ways to live out there and that, and that no one thing is right. And it's just, you're, you're a byproduct of your culture and, and your country just by happenstance that you were born there, but it's not like, Oh, that's, this is the way and then there's everybody else like you yeah. just you just realize that it's just it's just one way and that everybody's out there valuing the same things you know people friends and family and love and i think it know, makes all those i think it things.
0: brings more light to peace i think when we don't know what exactly is going on it's it's easier to get angry or to dislike another part of the world because of they're different than you i mean i remember when i was in Kentucky this this one woman was like she she was talking about uh I was like I want to really visit this country and she's like they they should all die and I was like why she's like they don't believe in the King James Bible they they should die and I'm like well what if you were born there right like what if you were born in that position yeah and you grew up as a Buddhist do you think that that you would have the right to point to your spot in the United States and said that you should die because you don't you know, view the King James Bible. Like it's just a ridiculous she persona. She didn't say anything, obviously she just, I don't think she even understood what I was saying, to be honest, but <laughs> it was, but it, like, that's the thing. Like when you travel, you understand why these, you know, you get to experience why people or the difference in people and how it's not that different from us. Humanity doesn't matter what you're taught in school or what kind of religion that you're brought up under or what kind of living habits you have. Like it's all magical in its own way. It's just about opening your perception and, and it's beautiful, man. It's really beautiful. It's healing. And yeah,
2: Yeah. I mean, if I had to put it in one sentence, like you, you completely redefine and understand the external world is and what your internal wor- world is.
0: Well, that's good. That's a good quote right there. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you, you completely redefine and understand what the external world is and what your internal world
2: yeah, is. Yeah, because it's not just – there's the culture and the, the people aspect, but then there's also what's going on inside of you and how it changes you as a person and then how that affects the external world and you internally going forward. So it's um, – I think I mean, there's listen, something to heal powerful. from
0: both ends, too, because, like, Lindsay, when we were in Uganda last summer and we're working with these sports teams and Lindsay's getting to, like, live out her dreams and, and try to figure out how she can connect the two, like, what she understood was it wasn't, you know, these girls playing sports there, they're not the only ones that can heal or that need help. If she brought girls from the suburbs in Oregon down there that were the same age, that played the same sport, they would learn just as much from the girls in Uganda as the girls in Uganda would learn from the girls in the suburbs. It would be right. two completely different types of healing, um, but both beautiful in every single way. And I think yeah. it opened up like a whole nother mindset or like a vision of what's possible for her long-term vision. And and she would have never known that obviously had we had not gone there and tried that. And just to let everybody here listening know, the only reason we were there is because some stranger wandered into a winery and mentioned to her that they were going to Uganda to work with the school and gave her a business card. And I was like, I don't know, it feels right. We should go out there. And now, you know, I'm working with like helping them develop um, part of their digital computer lab to teach these kids that are like in the slums. They, it's the worst part of, of Jinja. These kids are like the most looked down upon, but they have the best computer lab (laughs) and they are the smartest kids coming through. And the government's like, Whoa, like, this is crazy. And it's just such a cool thing to be a part of. Um, and all those things, they only happen because you say yes to something that feels right. Eventually, uh, which was like for her. That's cool that you just
2: kind of like that happened sort of, well, it was supposed to happen, I guess. But obviously you were, you were, you were open to it. You know, if you're not open to it, then that was just a business card.
0: Right? Exactly. We could have not ever responded. And that could have just
2: been a business card. I would have Instead, never been to Africa, a, right?
0: Yeah, it, never. And it, it's it's just crazy, man. Because like when I met Jared in Gaza, he's coming. You know, he's being extradited from Rwanda. he had been imprisoned, and he's he's got this paper beaded jewelry that he's trying to sell to raise money to send back to that country to help you know fight for gender equality. And when we're coming back from Africa, we've got duffel bags full of this paper jewelry <laughs> 10 years later, like how that seed was planted and how it ends up turning into something that's a part of our life. It's just magical. Just, it's, it's just weird. It's one of those things yeah. that's like, wow, this has manifested and it. It all started by saying like, oh, I'm going to click this zero to travel button and listen to what this dude has to say. <laughs> and in reality, I'm being dead serious. Like had I not done that, nothing would be the same now. Had I never talked to you, nothing would be the same now. And that it's not just like, oh, if you weren't, if you weren't there, like nothing would be the same. That's true, but it was a lot of other things too, right? It it all works together in a web and it's, it's pretty fascinating. It Um, is absolutely. But what just, just for a humor, I know we're running short on time here, but like when you were talking about the types of living situations or scenarios or cultures that you run into, are there any like wild? What, what's like the wildest thing you've seen while traveling?
2: I know you probably have a giant pool to choose from, but, but. Oh man, I love I mean, travel like there's stores. so there's so many wild things you've seen if you want to use that word. Like, I mean, like for example, if you just land in Southeast Asia and like you're there for the first time and the first time you see like. An entire family into including like the grandmother on a motorbike. Like five people on a motorbike <laughs> with a like, pig
0: strapped to the back of it somehow. Yeah, and <laughs> like
2: no helmets, you're like,
0: Yeah. Five what? yeah, five people. Yeah, you're right. And this is
2: just like crazy. Um or like, you know, in Nepal, like seeing these dirt roads with cliffs and just like a bus full of people with like people on top of the bus, on the roof of the bus too. Like just Rattling back and forth because the bus uh. is going on these, like, just stuff like that. Um, you know, one of the wildest things I, I guess, was involved in was uh, when I first got to Argentina in Buenos Aires for the first, like, 20, you know, when you get somewhere and you're, you're pretty beat up, like, you're pretty tired when you land somewhere because you just float, have flown all night and, you know, you usually go to sleep. But there was a bunch of people at the hostel going to this uh, concert, Manu Chow. you know that band? No. Manu Chow. Should yeah. I? And um, yeah, yeah, they're really good. Um, I didn't, he- I hadn't heard about them at the time, but I, uh, I, a bunch of people in the hostel had tickets to go see the show, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to go. Um, there were two of us that didn't have tickets, so uh, we went. We got there. On the way, the the one dude that didn't have a ticket found one on the street. So now I was the only dude that didn't have a ticket. I found one on the street. <laughs> yeah, he found one on the street on the way. I... And I had no idea what part of town we were in or anything. I'm totally jet lag. I slept like an hour maybe or, or nothing. And um, anyway, so you get there and there's all these like Argentinian hippies like milling around outside of this show. It's like an outdoor show. I'm like, it's just a weird vibe. I don't know what's going on, right? And um, anyway, so I'm like, nobody's scalping tickets here. Like, this is not... Just nowhere to buy tickets. There's just nothing (laughs) happening. Anyway, I'm like, I'm a little confused, but I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to get into the show. But uh, anyway, I'm hanging out and all of a sudden, like the band strikes their first chord. You hear it. Now, there must have been some coordinated effort that I didn't know about among the Argentinian (laughs) youth but the second the band started playing everybody bum rushed the gates <laughs> hundreds of people it's the and, and like when i say the gates i mean uh, like leading up to the venue there was like you know those orange fences that um you put up like at events that are just like yeah. made of they're like plastic or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. so there was like a maze of them in about every i don't know 15 feet or 20 feet there were security guards and that was just leading up to the gates where you actually give have to give your ticket to somebody and go through a turnstile so when these this whole group of hundreds of people started bum rushing these gates which is like it's the kind of thing that when you see it on tv you know like on a news program or something you're like oh those people are crazy i would never want to be in the middle of that that's like what are those idiots doing uh, that was me because one of the guys that I was with, this expat that lived down there forever, he's like, come on, let's go. Next thing I know, he grabs me by the shirt and I start rushing the gates with hundreds <laughs> of people. And I'm going through this maze and there are people falling all around me like I'm getting elbowed like – Security guards are grabbing random Argentinian hippies and just like punching them in the face, beating them down. (laughs) And like I'm like I'm somehow like Barry Sanders like dodging like somehow I'm not getting grabbed and punched in the face because like (laughs) like somebody else is and I just happen to get by that one, then that one, then that one. Talk (laughs) about the adrenaline. So then I get to the turn, I I somehow I get to the turnstile and I still don't have a ticket. So um, I I just pulled out some money and I said I tried to. Bribed the doorman and he was like and then he was like and he like took it he said like no and then like kind of on the sly took it so I ended up paying like half price for the ticket and uh he let me in and saw the show and uh that was the wildest after the bull like, rush
0: you still had to give some money
2: <laughs> that was the wildest like first day in the country just because like it was completely unexpected and basically ended up staying up so I was up for like 48 hours I think up after that
0: but it must be like the usual thing there or something I don't know it's crazy.
2: Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Jason, do you, any, do you need any, uh, Bitcoin cryptocurrency?
2: No, but if you want to give me some, I'll take it. <laughs> does Travis, do you know? I don't know.
0: I bet he does. Oh, I don't know. Probably. He, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I have, I've got one more question for you. Okay. I don't know where I heard this. I heard this somewhere, something similar to it a couple years ago. Um, I thought it was. I've always thought it was a really interesting question, but if you could have, if you could have like a, a nice formal sit-down meal with any two people from the history,
2: Keith and Heather Armstrong.
0: If they, with any two people from the history of the world, dead or alive, um,
2: Jason Moore, the director. <laughs> who do you, th- no.
0: who do you think they would be, and what would you, what would you talk about?
2: Uh, well, first of all. If I was gonna have dinner with my daughter right now, you would hear her saying "bosh," which is Norwegian for poop. She just pooped her <laughs> pants. I smell it, so I'm gonna have to go in a minute. Um, this Bosch. is hey. This is the. Re- this is, these are the realities of the location independent lifestyle. Um, <laughs> two people. At least she calls it like it is. Dinner with two people, any two people in history, dead or alive. My wife is at the door, pointing to herself. So I suppose I have to say her. (laughs) No, uh, you know, excluding her because I can have dinner with her every night almost. Now she's disappointed. Uh, (laughs) um, Could I have dinner with like God or the universal force or whatever is responsible for all this awesomeness and craziness?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, I, guess, I suppose that that flies. There's no rules.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, who wouldn't pick that, right? But
0: Maybe so, but, yeah. But questions. who would you? But, I, but who would you pick now, with them?
2: <laughs> now, if I couldn't do that, I would say um, I would probably choose Paramahansa Yogananda, who wrote a book called Autobiography of a Yogi, mm-hmm. that has been very influential to me in my life who is not living taking this very seriously, like as if this is a real thing that could actually happen. Maybe they if I write like it down, can. it will come true. Actually it could happen. Why not? Um,
0: they made a documentary on that, didn't they?
2: You know, the one that it might sound cliche, but the one that kind of jumps to mind is Einstein. But then I wouldn't understand anything he's talking about mathematically, even though I'm interested in like in physics and all that stuff. But I think it would be really interesting to, um, yeah, I've always him. thought
0: like I would do Seneca probably, or one of the Stoics, just to get wisdom from, and then like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah,
2: I we'll would probably have. Uh, I just read the <laughs> the biography of Leonardo da Vinci, so I'd probably sit down with da Vinci and or Jesus or whatever, you know, would
0: be that. interesting, just because of all the uh, yeah, like what what were you <laughs> and sure yeah, that would right? Be, like be what was one. the
2: reality of that? Um,
0: yeah, But in obvious, the obvious answer, Jason, was Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: The uh, Obviously. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bill Gates. <laughs> All
0: right, dude. I do this every show um, because actually I'm anti-structure, but it's just something I'm trying to do for mental strength purposes. I want you to try to ask me something that you think would make me uncomfortable, and then we can bounce out of here.
2: Okay. Do you uh, – oh, man, that's tough because you're pretty much comfortable with Everything. No, when it that's comes not to like,
1: true.
2: Well, when it comes to like, you know, if I asked you like, "Hey, do you have hemorrhoids or something?" You just <laughs> tell me, you know. <laughs> so I almost I have to think of a more clever question to make you uncomfortable, <laughs> turning the tides on on me. And I'm a podcaster, so I should be coming up with a good question. As you can see, I'm good at filling time. While I think. <laughs> Once again, using those podcasting tricks. Um. Have you ever been attracted to men?
0: What dude in Nicaragua, there is a dude that did the breath of one meditation. His name's Gregorio. And I was telling somebody I was on a podcast the other day and I was like, if I have ever, been attracted to a dude. Like, if I was into guys, I would be all over that guy. He was like an ex-Italian mobster, but, like, turned sacred, like, I don't know what – and he – the funny thing was he told me he was, like, um, he was – he'd been, like,
2: what's the word? I don't know.
0: celibate. for –
2: By the way, I'm glad that that question didn't make you uncomfortable because that's cool.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't. And, like, he was celibate for, like – he's been – I guess at one point in his life, he decided his lifestyle was so bad that he was going to stop having any kind of sexual relationships and just start giving all of his energy to, like, love. And, um, yeah, dude, that wow. guy, that guy what for a sure. Goal. So he still hasn't met the one. Now
2: I'm attracted to him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he still hasn't <laughs> met the one. And he'll be on this show, too. So cool. I'm going to get him on to explain the Breath of One meditation. Everybody here will be, like, just listening to his voice. You'll, you'll want him... In your pants immediately.
2: <laughs> I love that. No, like I said, I'm glad that that didn't make you uncomfortable because that's uh, that's cool. Um, what's the what's did, the word for poop again? Basha.
0: Basha. So, dude, go take care of your basha. Where I'll put all the links. I think I have all your links. Anyways, is there, is there anything you want to mention um, as far as people catch no, on social media?
2: Talked, talked about everything. I mean, just uh, are you at, at zero like to podcasts? travel on social media? at zero to, at zero to travel.
0: Yeah. Not Jason Moore, the Hollywood director.
2: That's correct. Although he's getting a lot of shout-outs in this podcast.
0: Uh, we should get him on the show with you. I should, I should invite him on the show and not tell him that you're going to be on the show. And I'll be like, "Well, hello, Jason Moore," and he'll be what
2: a weird show, right? Like I don't know anything about. It, he would be so that confused. Would be fun. I would love to come back. You got to come back on Zero to Travel because uh, we had you on pretty, I guess, last year, maybe. And that yeah, was a, that was a while ago. It was that last was a lot May. Of fun. That was a whole year gotta,
0: ago, right? Crazy.
2: We got to do it again.
0: Dude, I've had a lot of people reach out to me from that episode, which has been really, really cool. So, That's And I even awesome. met some of them in person. And, yeah, it's been awesome, nice. dude. So cool. cool.
2: All right, man. Yeah, if you want to link to something, you can link to that show I did with you so people can hear these. this flip-flopped. You know, if they want to hear me interview you, then um, <laughs> you can go over there.
0: All right. Okay. Okay. Also, um, we didn't discuss this thoroughly, but we can figure it out later. I do do a giveaway with every show from a guest. You guys can mm. get that by going to heatharmstrand.com forward slash giveaway, and we will. I'll inform you on the pre, pre-roll pre or post-roll of this, what that will be.
2: Hmm. Okay. That sounds good. I, uh, I need to think of something quickly.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking your undies, but...
2: My undies? I mentioned that already. I don't think anybody's going to want that.
1: There's a place called space and it's got the magic. There's a place called space and it's got the balls. There's a place called space and it's got the passion. There's a place called space where we can smash the walls. There's a place called space where we'll face fuck conformity and the chatter of the confidence and slaughtered at birth. In this place called space, we'll build a factory of smells we'll assemble with our minds and sell to earth.
3: Alright everybody, I'm glad you made it through that kinky little episode with Jason Moore. You can get all the links that were mentioned in this show at heatharmstrong.com and click the podcast tab and all sorts of goodies goodies in the um, the not-so-conventional type of show note that he puts up. Follow Heath on social media at HeathFistPumps. Check out the new launch of the Sweet Ass Domination Deck at RageCreate.com. Uh, the Kickstarter is going to be fantastic if you haven't seen it yet. And thanks so much to Matthew Jaggers for the incredible bridge music as always and Jeremy Thomas for the sexy collaboration on the intro and the outro. Leave me a message on um, the website at heatharmstrong.com forward slash voicemail and i'll make sure it gets to heath and he may even bring it on the show uh, and, and uh talk to you a little bit or answer your thoughts or your questions and uh yeah enter the giveaway at heatharmstrong.com forward slash giveaway and you just might win a sack of dicks if you're lucky ta-ta